Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. They're good basketball players at every level, all the way down to D3 and, and AIA. I like the same get in where you fit in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that if at the end of the day you are as good as you think you are, you'll be able to show that at any level. Um, I think if you if you prioritize consistent and tangible growth, like I said, that that'll show for itself. You know, whether you're D two or D one. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. I'm hyped for today, guys. Episode 12 coming your way. But, but before we get to today's guest, a little housekeeping. Tuesdays will be the new day that you can catch new episodes of Believe in HSBB. I had to work out some schedule conflicts, and this is when you'll hear each new episode. Every Tuesday is when they'll be dropping. Second, just want to reiterate how blessed I am to be on air today. And I just want to say thank you to my listeners for tuning in every single week. Almost four months ago, I was brought to believe to start this show, and I I try not to get caught in, in the numbers, but every month, the numbers have improved. And I just got to say thank you guys for continuing to show love to the show and just continuing to tune in. Uh, I truly do appreciate you guys. Uh, You guys make this work. And speaking of consistent growth, like my segue there, <laughs> my guest this week, Selim Mwugbe, he is the perfect example of someone who displays this in all that he does, consistent growth. Now, for those who do not know Selim, he was the ninth pick in the second round of the G League draft by the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Golden State G League affiliate, the C-Dubs. He played at Azusa Pacific. Uh, That's where I met him. I was a manager for the team there, um, and then a student assistant later on. And he was the only D2 2 player to get drafted, and he was basically unknown in high school. No stars, no anything attached to his name. And in college, even, he was very underrated, not even on national radars until his junior or senior year. So I think a lot of players who are currently trying to get recruited in probably the toughest time we have ever had for someone to get recruited during COVID, no high school basketball for a lot of people right now. It's it's tough out there. And so I I think a lot of players, like I said, who are currently trying to get recruited and play college ball, this is a really good podcast to listen to. We touched on a lot of different topics about his life, his journey, Uh, where he sees himself, his experience at APU, played in the Drew League. He talks about his experience there. I thought it was a great show. I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, 
Here's Selim Mugbe. All right, you guys heard me introduce him in the intro. Selim Mugbe is joining us for Believe in High School Basketball, Episode 12. Selim, thank you for coming on the show, my man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. And I hope I get to, you know, share some of my knowledge and a little bit of my journey. And uh, hopefully someone will be able to, you know, gain from it, you know, learn from what, you know, my experience so far. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think you got a great story and um, I'm excited to to show my audience and share with my audience a little bit of just, you know, how, how you got to where, where you're at right now. And so I know you're still in, in quarantine. You, you got a couple of days left. You know what, what? Once you're out, man, what's what's the next step? You start practicing with the team um, and, you know, what, what's the next step after you get out of quarantine right now? Yes, sir. So uh, right after we get out of quarantine, we start with practices. I believe we have three before our first scrimmage. And then we have one scrimmage and then we jump right into games. Um, first scrimmage starts February 6th. And then soon after that, our, our first of 15 uh, regular season games. So really just coming out of quarantine, trying to hit the ground running, making sure, you know, we're doing what we can while in our hotel rooms, you know, getting that work in. Um, getting our mind right and accustomed to the different play calls and uh, terminology, both on defense and offense. Um, and yeah, just being as prepared as we can to really you know, get a good start as soon as we can touch the floor and uh, actually play some basketball. It's a, it's a crazy time, man. It's a crazy time. And um, in, in a way, it's kind of crazy what you guys are doing too. You guys are getting ready to head into a bubble. The NBA did it when they, when they started back the season. Now you guys in the G league, are going to be doing something similar. So uh, we'll be on the watch for that. But before we get into, you know, more of the bubble and your journey, getting drafted into the G League, um, I, I called some APU games this past weekend. I called their games against Biola. And I'm, I got to tell you, man, it was it was a little weird being behind the mic and not being on the bench. Um, I, I saw that you you watched, you posted on, on your Instagram and stuff that you were watching the games. Was... Was it weird for you uh, to, to watch those games from your home? And, and also, what are your thoughts on, on the team, man? I'm, I'm interested to see. So, first off, yeah, it was pretty weird uh, seeing, seeing all my guys on the floor and not being, not being there with them. But it was also super cool to, you know, be able to cheer them on. Um, they got a great team, phenomenal coach. Um, and I know they're going to do amazing things uh, this year. I think this first couple games, they're just still kind of shaking the rust off a little bit, learning how to how to play with each other, you know, getting accustomed to, um, you know, being being back on the court. It's been almost a year, if you think about it, for, for many, many players since they've last been on a team, last had games. So um, I'm sure there was some some nerves, some excitement. Um, but after after that, you know, they're, they're going to settle settling nice coach coach bond uh, always does a great job of getting his teams ready to play uh their best basketball when it put him at his most which is which is playoffs um obviously there's a lot leading up to that you know you don't just jump into playoffs and then you know start balling out but um it's the it's the preparation leading up to that and the um the the building to that which i think uh he does a phenomenal job of, and I know the guys are going to just take to that very well. And uh, um, yeah, they're going to they're going to be firing on all cylinders when it when it matters most. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I really liked what I saw in the in the games that I called. 
Um, obviously, they dropped that first game against Biola, which you never like to lose to them. But, man, that's a team that returned four starters and, and most of their bench against a team that, you know, you're, you're gone, uh, Jake's gone, Noah's gone, and, and you guys lost four, four starters. Um, so it, it, was, it didn't surprise me that they dropped that game. I'm sure they, they were pissed that they dropped that game. But um, Ben, ben Tafahema also gone from that, gone from the team. So, yeah, you're right. They're, they're going to go through those, um, those growing pains. But um, I'm, I'm excited to what they, 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 got to, they got to show. I think they got a nice little squad. Yeah, and so you a little bit more about your background. You're the son of of Ghanaian immigrants. Did I say that right? Is it Ghanaian or Ghanaian? Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Okay, man. I've been trying to get yes, it sir. right. I've, I've been practicing. I was like, I'm gonna get it right when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Ghanaian immigrants. So your your dad was a professional cyclist. So you didn't grow up playing ball. Um, you you played soccer and and you you did some cycling too. Um, I gotta ask, do you think if you would have stuck it out with either of those sports, we'd see similar results? You, you'd be, you'd be elite in those, those sports too, or, or is it, was it meant to be with hoops? Um, uh, I think I definitely would have been a good keeper. Um, cycling, it wasn't something I did as like a sport. It was kind of just something I did in my, in my like free time and for fun. Um, although I did it very often, like I said, it wasn't something I did competitively or anything like that. Um, but soccer, I definitely so. Um, I feel like um, it's very fitting to mention Kobe Bryant and his mama mentality because mm. one of the one of the most important things I I think he he said and mentioned to others was not to look at what he did but how he did it. And I think that when you put a certain level of commitment and effort and um, just pursue to something and to be good at it. And to be in that, you know, top 1%, as well as, uh, you know, listening to coaches and having resources like that available to you, the sky's the limit. And that's when amazing things can happen. And that's when you do break into that, you know, top 1% of, of players in the sport. Um, I think that in that sense, I think um, I, w- I would have, you know, adapted what I have to basketball to soccer and done the same um so in that respect yeah i think i would have been but you know who knows because i chose basketball and you know I'm, it's not something i i look back with at with regret um although i do love soccer basketball is what right I, what i love right right absolutely and you mentioned you mentioned kobe who loves soccer as well uh and growing up in italy he was around soccer a lot and we're actually recording mm-hmm. on on the the 26th of January anniversary of Kobe's um, Kobe and Gigi's um, you know tragic passing, um, so I mean it's it definitely been been a weird day in that respect. Just crazy to think that that was a year ago today. Um, it was insane, but yeah, I, I I totally see that in you though. Is that just from being around you? You talking about the Mamba mentality and just your work ethic and your determination, um, the zone you get in when it's like game game time um i see you around campus and it's just like you're the you got the biggest smile on your face you're like what's up bryce you know all that but then when it's like game time like you're not talking to anybody you're like in the zone you're doing your workouts um you're doing your warm-ups and it's like oh man selim's ready to go so i totally see that in in your game and and i think you're absolutely right um now 
this is believe in high school basketball and your story is one that makes us all want to believe um <laughs> max preps I, I did i did i did my research man i went back into the archives you max preps had you listed at six three your sophomore year is that accurate yeah i would say that's that's fairly accurate um in, in the years between my sophomore and junior year that's kind of when i had I don't know about a growth spurt because I, I grew, you know, steady three inches every year, but I went from being around, you know, six, one, six, two freshman year to around six, three, six, four, six, five sophomore year to then junior year. I was at like a solid six, seven, um, six, seven, six, six. And that's when, you know, obviously you start poking up past, uh, everybody else, so to speak. Um, and, and I didn't stop there, which is kind of wild. I always thought, you know, oh, that's it, you know. All right, six six. That's you know, okay, six seven. But you know, I kept squeezing out inches. Here we are, you know, official height without shoes, six nine. <laughs> all right, all right. But who plays without shoes though? You you put the shoes on, man. You're six ten. All right. We're just we're fair enough. That's what I keep saying, man. It's like fair I, enough. I, I measure without shoes at six one and a half, but with shoes on, I'm six two. All right. This is the way. It is. You're, you're never gonna catch me without shoes on the court. All right. That's but that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, you 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 were you were very, you know, I guess you could put the term underrated, um, under the radar in high school. But you guys had some good teams that year, your sophomore year, you guys went twenty four and seven, had a pretty good year. Um, and then, you know, you guys were hovering around the five hundred mark, you know, your the the rest of your your varsity career, but you you played at the local school, you know. You you played at your local your local public school, Canyon High School, and you know in, in today's age, it's not very common, especially for someone um, for you as like you know who who started to like kind of sprout later on. Um, it, it it wouldn't have been uncommon for you to then go to a private school or go prep, but you played at the local school. How did that help you think in in your development? Just staying with the same group of guys um, in your community. What what did that mean to you? I thought it was. I thought it was. It, it contributed a lot to my growth, um, my perseverance, uh, my work ethic, uh, and kind of my my love for the game. Um, early on, I think there are a lot of challenges I experienced being a part of the, the team and dealing with you know certain coaches that really tested whether or not I really wanted to do this, whether I really wanted to play basketball, or whether or not I was just you know there for my friends and kind of where I wanted to go with it. Um, I can remember many practices, you know, where we're on the sidelines, balls up, and we're just running, you know, just running. And I'm when I say running, I mean from the moment we finished warming up to the moment we walked out of there, you know, no basketball, just straight running. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to be one to say whether that, that was right or wrong. Cause that's, that's getting into coaching styles and everyone has their different ones and um, some are better than others. But I do think that one thing that I was able to, to gain from that is that if you want something, you're going to stick it out. You're going to, you're going to, you know, um, go through both when it's easy and when it's hard. Um, during those times when we were just running <laughs> and my legs yeah. felt like they're going to fall <laughs> off, 
and it's not fun and you know um, it feels like it's for no reason it it's times like those where it's like do I really want to be doing this do I really want to play basketball do I really want to stay at this school um, and I think my resolve to make the best of it um, and not just run away from it um, like I said really contributed uh, beneficially to my ability to persevere through you know adversity which everyone faces everyone's going to go through and uh if you go through it with the right mindset is what it's all about and that's where growth comes from man that that's that's totally says something about what what kind of mental toughness you have it's just like a whole nother level like you take 99 other high school athletes they're running that much in practice they're transferring the next day like it's just no no one's trying to do that anymore no one's gonna put up with that and so for you to do that to stick it out and know that that was the right thing that that's that that's like another level mental toughness right there that's crazy now in high school were, were you ranked at all? Did you have any stars attached to your name? Because when I looked in the internet, I, I, I couldn't find anything. Am, am I missing it? <laughs> no, no, you weren't missing anything. Uh, I was unranked. Uh, I didn't even really know about, you know, my current knowledge of basketball today in terms of, you know, the AAU circuit, Nike UIBL, um, mm-hmm. you know, Under Armour has their own circuit, and then as well as Adidas. So, you know, these are all things that were very new to me and I didn't really understand um i did i was i did win you know my senior a couple awards but not anything more than like our our foothill league first team stuff like that which don't get me wrong i'm still grateful to to win that but um that's kind of where it uh it ended um i'm not going to be one to say that i deserve more or less um i think that i don't know i think it was probably you know fairly accurate um i think that the main thing that separates um, me then from now is just consistent growth. Um, I think I've been blessed with uh, having coaches that both uh, wanted success for me as well as wanted to help me get there. Um, so when you couple that with a willingness and a determination to be better and to do the work that it'll take, even you know in the midst of you know the monotony of you know, making 50 jump hooks with my right and left hand uh, before and after practice, things like that, that may seem, uh, like I said, monotonous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's those things in the end that make you good at what you do or that will make you good at what you do. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, buying into those things and having those those coaches and players and assistants um, helping me along the way just – contributed immensely to my growth that's that's the key thing that marks in my mind the difference between you know senior year selling and or senior high school selling and like college selling the the growth that i had each year Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's super awesome um and i i could i could even see your growth from the little bit that i knew from your junior year of college to uh your senior year um now before we'll talk some more of the APU uh times too cuz there were some really awesome awesome teams that we had uh while while you were there 
and but <laughs> you we, you talked a little bit about your coaches before and just how you've had some really good coaches um a variety of coaches and um i i know you probably had one of the most unique coaches on the time for your aau team that you played for when you played for for h squad for for rick isaacs <laughs> who i i know personally and Rick, I love him to death, but man, he he is not for everyone. Um, not everyone is an H squad guy. Um, but yeah, tell me about that experience. Like, how did that even happen? How did you get picked up by Rick? So my junior year, Rick, great guy. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've talked to him, but um, in 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 the time that I, I knew him and spent some time with him, got to know him. He's, like you said, he's not for everybody, but uh, I, I think uh, he's, he's a good dude. Um, I, I got to know him because my junior year, I had a pretty good showing, um, decent numbers. And so I caught his interest to kind of join his, his, his AAU team. And his AAU team is called A-Squad, right? And it's one of those that is more so, um, I don't want to say ragtag, but it's, it's more so, you know, grabbing guys from different places that have, the potential to play at the next level and kind of want, he, he tries to bring them together and then showcase them um, to, you know, try and give them more exposure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and for that, you know, like I said, I was grateful for it because he kind of introduced me to, you know, um, the AAU circuit and what I, what, what I now know it to be. So my, at the end of my junior year, the summer before my senior year, he contacted me, let me know he was interested in you know, having me join his team um, and I agreed because, you know, I thought it was a great opportunity to play against some other high-level players. Um, and, I, and we had a couple practices where I got to meet, meet the guys and, you know, kind of get a, get a little chemistry going um, before we headed to some of these tournaments. And one in particular I remember going to was the Fab 48, right? Yeah, and it's that's a huge a, tournament. A Everyone knows about it. Everyone goes, about, goes to it. And there's very varying different levels, right? You got, like, platinum. You got gold, silver, bronze. Um, you got open, right? And mm-hmm. so there's all these different levels with uh, differing teams and also differing, uh, like I said, uh, experience and kind of ability levels. So I can't remember, to be honest, if we're in the open or platinum, but it was one of those higher levels, right? So I remember playing the Subway Select team and I remember playing Team Dash, which is Thaddeus Young, yeah. Young's um, Under right, Armour team. team. And boy, when I tell you we got spanked, um, that's a, that's an understatement. I remember distinctly my lungs being on fire because I had never ran that hard in my life. Um, these cats were sprinting up and down the court, catching lobs, bro. It was it was a sight to see for sure, and it really opened my eyes to the level uh, that there is out there, you know, here I am thinking, you know, Foothill League, you know, King High School, you know, I'm nice, <laughs> this, that, and the other. Um, and not, not obviously to any, like, I would say extreme level, but it was like, obviously, you know, when you put up certain numbers, you start to, you know, think certain things. And long story short, it definitely opened my eyes to, to never think that you've arrived, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I'll, I'll take with me because you can you can always be better, and there's always someone out there better. Than, um, so you can, you know, sit there and hope about it, or even do the opposite and you know think you're hot stuff, or you can kind of put the rubber to the road and get better, um, and kind of have that mentality and go about it the 
the the humble way and that's that's kind of the route i like to choose you know just get that work in run my own race and you know be the best that i can be and just get better every day most importantly yeah that there's a there's a big difference from playing team thad to playing uh west ranch um it, it's not <laughs> it's not the same um but yeah it sounds like that was a a, a really like cool experience though to see uh um, to get on that level and really see like, oh man, this is, is this, is this, this is what it's about. Like, is this the level I'm trying to get to? Um, like that, I, I think that, you know, this probably a, a really good experience though, that, that needed to happen. You make the call, you make the decision to, to go D2, you go to, you, you go to APU. What, what made APU the, the right decision, um, uh, for you? Mm-hmm. So at the time when I, so mainly um, I had exposure to APU because that's where we played uh, summer games in high school every, mm-hmm. every yeah. summer. Um, so sophomore, junior, and senior year, even freshman year, but I was on freshman, obviously. Um, we played there. And so, you know, that whole time they, they were, they were kind of scaring me, looking at me, you know, and just kind of keeping tabs on me coming come around my junior year like i said i had a, I had a pretty good showing um and i i improved to a certain level that caught their interest and they contacted me um to offer me the senior or the summer going into my senior year and at the time that was my only offer like i said i knew very little about recruiting very little about college basketball um all but what i did know is that i took a liking to the coaching staff um and I like the fact that it was a Christian school. Um, I thought that would be good for me and kind of my, my spiritual growth. Um, and so those are kind of the two main fact, factors that, that made me just decide um, going into my senior year before I'd even started my senior year um, that I was going to commit, you know, to APU. Um, the funny, I always think it's funny because when I made that decision, I didn't know so many teams, like I said, about college basketball, about mm. APU itself, um, and about kind of how I would fit into that. But regardless of that, it ended up, you know, being one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I say that because of APU's um, successful programs in the past, um, and and their the success of their coaching staff, the, the success of the success of the players that that come there, uh, and the growth that I made while I was there in in all areas of my life, spiritually, academically, um, obviously athletically, um, as well as relationally. I'm, I I have friends um, both on teams as well as off teams. You know, just you know, regular students that uh, that I'll, I'll have till the rest for the rest of my life and that I'm forever grateful for um, and I, I really enjoyed my time at, at APU and I, like I said I'm very grateful for it and I think that's definitely uh, a blessing that God had planned for me that I I, I had no uh, had no idea in the moment right. <laughs> um, you know what he was doing uh-huh. or how good it would end up being for me yeah like it almost would have been it won't it would have like for your recruitment to have been like oh I'm going to this school I got this offer I got that like that almost like 
would have been a bad thing for you because it might have taken you away of what uh, your journey was really supposed to be. Um, exactly. And exactly. I, I think one of the, the sad things that, that, I, that I see is that there's still very much so a culture of, in high school basketball, especially of a, a D1 or bust. It's got to be D1. It's mm-hmm. got to be D1. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's in being around D2 pa- basketball and seeing just how competitive it is to seeing the dudes that are out there. I'm like, these are some hoopers. And mm-hmm. there, there's absolutely no reason for for guys to players to to just be like, oh, I got to go D1 or or that's it. Like I, I didn't I failed. Um, what, what do you think about that, that sort of like culture and like, what are your thoughts on that? Cause uh, there's obviously two sides to it and, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to want to, you know, play at the top and play at the best level, but at the same time, you got to be realistic. So I, I love to know your thoughts though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, and it kind of relates to my whole recruiting story as well. So as I said, I, I committed early in my senior year, right? So senior year, I had a, had a very good showing um, and attracted some interest from both D1s and other D2s, right? But at that time, I was already, I was already, I'd already signed my national letter of intent, right? So I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these schools would still inquire, talking about, hey, you know, we're interested, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, can we get, get some more information? And it's like, oh, well, he's already committed. And so at that point, thankfully, um, they were like, okay, that's fine. Like, we understand that. Like, good to know. Thank you. And that was kind of the end of the story. So during that time, um, it was just inter- interesting to see how many how many schools contacted and, was, you know, like I said, expressed their interest. And it made me think, oh, maybe I should have waited, you know, before committing, as well as other people. And this is, this is a more so like outside noise, but saying, oh, wow, you went D2. Like, why didn't you wait? Why didn't you go D1, you know? Um, kind of like you were saying, that whole D1 or, or bus mentality. And I think that's, it's a, it's a detriment to the player because it, it closes their, it closes their openness to other programs that are equally as good. Um, I would argue that at the top level of D2, which I would include APU, um, they rival a lot of those D1 programs. And um, that's not to say that you know, D1 isn't what it is for a reason, but it is to say that that they're good basketball players at every level, all the way down to D3 and and AIA. I like the saying, get in where you fit in, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that if at the end of the day, you are as good as you think you are, you'll be able to show that at any level. Um, I think if you if you prioritize consistent and tangible growth, like I said, that that'll show for itself, you know, whether you're D2 or D1, some, you know, would rather go to a D1 school and ride the pine for all four years. And also in that, it's not just about being on the bench, but it's about improving. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to improve when you're not on the floor, making mistakes and getting better and, you know, played against other high level guys. So um, I think that it's it's definitely harmful to players. I think that more should have a willingness to play at lower levels as well as do their homework in terms of the schools that they're potentially going to. 
because looking black on it, I'm glad I didn't. And like I said, I didn't have the opportunity to choose, but I'm glad I I I, I didn't um, have the opportunity to or choose a you know a low D1 program or a losing program that's not successful or hasn't had any success in many years, um, as opposed to a successful um, D2 program uh, that plays at the top of their leagues and plays get, you know playoff right, yeah. and um, and a winning you know, culture of that nature. Exactly. And thank you. That's, that's such an important aspect that um, not many um, I feel like factor into their decision. A winning culture is such an important thing. And, and I think that is such an essential part of growth that it, it can't be understated. And I, I do believe that without having that and with that, without, you know, like I said, me being an APU to experience that, I wouldn't be as good as I am right now. Not to say that, you know, like I said, I've arrived, but um, I think that, you know, it's a key part of the growth I've had. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, being around a program that just emphasizes, um, you know, how, how to win and, and, and how <laughs> to get there. And, you know, like, like I was talking about earlier, like it's not like in our league or in our conference, like, it's a bunch of bums like like not at all it's it's like there's dudes like like now for two years in a row the the top player in the in the conference has made it to made it to the g league you know dalton uh Mm -hmm. hamas last year played for the uh the san antonio's g league team and then um i think he's in italy now um and then you you know you're playing for the playing for the c-dubs so it's like there there's dudes at this level and so it's it's but like to your point, you know, Point Loma, they got a winning culture. APU, mm-hmm. winning culture. You guys are able to come sure. up in it. And so, yeah, like super, super important. I'm glad that you shared what you did. And I agree with you uh, 100% on all of that. Now, a little bit more about your time at 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 APU. Um, you, you did not um, leave very many uh, <laughs> um, records untouched. Uh, let's just put it that way. So your freshman year, you lead the team in blocks, and you're only playing like ten minutes a game. Um, the, your sophomore year, you broke the school's blocks record. Uh, the junior year, your junior year, you broke your own record, and then your senior year, where you kind of just got on the scene nationally, um, you led the nation in blocks per game, and I think in total blocks as well. And then you in the entire NCAA, uh, I believe it, you and um, uh, Azubuki from um, from from Kansas were like going head to head for like the best field goal percentage in all of NCAA basketball. So that really got you on the scene. That really got your name out there nationally. Um, and 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 what I what I think is cool about that is that the the good pros that that I see. You, you find something that you're good at, you do it and you do it very well. And so for you, I think you're, you're finishing around the rim and you're blocking shots. Um, and I don't want to put you in a box cause you do a lot of other things. Well, um, but w- what about like protecting the rim? Um, like w- what about that to you? Like when did you realize like, Oh, I, I could be like the best at this skill. Mm-hmm. So that's something that kind of um, was was taught to me and ingrained um, in my high school days, and that kind of brings me to like 
like I said, um, some of the things I learned and experienced while being there that I think is very beneficial for me. Uh, one of the main things that was emphasized was defense um, in high school. And that was more so because we have a lot of guys that can score. So I was like, can't score, guess what you got to do? You got to stop. <laughs> um, uh, that, that way, you know, low scoring games, we, you know, we, we'd be in the mix and we, we, we'd win. But um, mm-hmm. it was it was something that kind of lended itself to my physical abilities. You know, I got long arms, I'm tall, and I, I can move quick. Um, and so coaches would recognize that and kind of put it to work. Um, less so at, at Canyon, but more so when I got to APU, you know, Coach, uh, Coach Leslie um, in particular um, did a lot of, you know, one-on-one practices with me and extra work that I feel like he saw in me early and that really helped me kind of mold me into the, the player that I am. Um, he saw, especially because this was this was a position and uh, something that he did and played when he was at APU, right? And so one of the things he mentioned when recruiting me was that um, he recruited me to break those records, you know, what I'm <laughs> to break the, break those blocking records and you know and to and the and rebounding and things like that and. Don't get it twisted. He was still a little bit hurt when I did because you know it's something <laughs> a little bit sentimental. You know, you kind of hold on to like ah, I still got that. Yeah, um, he's a competitive so, guy you know, though, hey. so you know he's you know he's oh, mad absolutely. about it. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt. And you know, like they say, records are meant, meant to be broken. But you know, I think he was instrumental in helping me you know, do that um, and kind of reach my full potential—not full potential, but kind of you know, like I said, get there, get closer. You know. Um, and yeah, so in, in that respect, I think um, it was more so his vision for me and how I could help the team, and me buying into that. Um, it was it was one of the one of those things that uh, I said, "Here's something. Let me let me do it to the best of my ability." And that's kind of how I approach all facets facets of life. You know, whether it be academics, mm-hmm. whether it be cleaning whether it be reading a book, you know, it could be it could be anything under the sun, right? But if I'm doing it, I want to do it to the best of my ability. Um, and that's something that kind of I, I got from my parents earlier on growing up. Um, and, and they would always say, you know, do something to the best of your ability so that those may... Um, ask and wonder and then you you may point to god and say that you know he gave you the strength and power and ability to do that you know to glorify him and that's something that like i said one of those things i always take with me and um try to live out i'm not really a talker i don't i don't like uh mm-hmm. that's not that's not my style um, but i do um i show it in my actions you know what i'm saying um, and that's the the kind of the route I've always been more accustomed to to taking. So yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. And uh, one thing I I think was also um, you know really cool about you um, that maybe maybe a lot of people not don't necessarily know, and I'm sure like you know you, once your your new teammates whoever start finding out, they're gonna be like, what is that? You're you were a biochem major, um, and <laughs> so you you were balancing arguably one of the the toughest 
like majors to go for in school and then going and killing dudes on the court and and just like all around just a picture of excellence um and really putting in that work but man i just gotta ask how did you do it <laughs> how, how do you get through school and how do you also just um you know still you know night in night out on the court uh just show up to play and and put a winning product out on that court i would i would definitely say discipline as well as uh help and outside resources some of those outside resources look like coaches that were consistent and were adamant about being successful in the classroom right so we had a dedicated coach for academics and while i'll admit i didn't use him as much as others he still helped in the sense of you know uh, planning and scheduling assignments and, you know, making sure we're on top of things. And even sometimes, you know, just checking in. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to that stuff. So I don't really need all that much help, but it's not to say that it doesn't, it doesn't help, you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't, you know, um, that assistance isn't nice to have. Um, but yeah, the number one thing I would say is definitely discipline. I remember at times, um, finishing games and then going straight to the library after, um wet hair and you know in my sweats and getting that studying in because i got a big test tomorrow i got a (laughs) i got a big assignment due um stuff like that so um i think uh welch was his name um he really helped uh in terms of planning and making sure i wasn't doing you know assignments last minute and making sure uh, you know, everything is scheduled with adequate time. So that, that was something that really helped me. But outside of that, man, I'd say just discipline. Um, once again, just understanding that it, it was something I wanted, wanted and not only that, but wanted to do it well. Um, getting to med school is very, very rigorous. It's very tough. Um, and so you got to have high grades. Um, that's part of just how it goes, you know, only the, the top really make it and so realistically if I wanted to have that be a door that I wanted open you know after my basketball career is over um I knew that that was a part of it you know I had to do my best to you know keep my grades as high as possible um that's not to say I didn't you know get a couple of C, a C here and there uh, <laughs> and didn't struggle at times as we all do but uh, I'm confident and happy knowing that you know I really did all I could to um, do my best, both academically and athletically. And I think uh, I think I did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd 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 say so. Shoot, just getting a degree from that, I'd say is is doing well, and just just getting that through college, man. But hey, big shout out to Coach Wilch, man. He he he's the man. One other thing that I think is really cool just in your basketball journey is that you played in the Drew League, and the Drew is where <laughs> legends get made. You know they they don't they don't they don't stream any any of the games, so you gotta you gotta go there to watch or just word of mouth, or you know just you see little clips on on social media. So I think that's just like one of the the few things like that nowadays, and. um yeah, legends get made there. You know, we saw Frank Nitty, he got, won the MVP, and then he, now he's playing, uh, got all these big contracts and stuff, playing in the big three, then going overseas. And um, t- tell me about that experience, getting to play um, 
in the Drew, and, and how did that elevate your game? Super cool experience. One of, one of my favorite uh, memories. I was hurt that we didn't get to play this this year, but obviously it was for a good reason. Um, I'm hoping that next summer they can you know get back to it. But um, I, I had an opportunity to play in it um, from a one of the coaches that saw one of my games and has a team in it. He has it every year. His name is uh, Charles Lovely. He goes by Pops though. Um, and he's, he's, he's well known within the Drew for, you know, oh, he has two teams actually in the Drew. One's his kind of <laughs> A team and the other is his B team. But, you know, he's just, he's just a good guy and just tries to help uh, local talent in the area. And, you know, like I said, saw one of my games and, you know, thought I'd be a good fit to put on his team. And one of the hallmarks, and I love this, I love this about his team is that he doesn't have any superstars. And so most teams will have uh, one, two or three NBA league cats come around when right. uh, they're, they're, you know, released, not released, but, you know, allowed to play mm-hmm. and kind of do summer exhibitions and whatnot. Uh, so every year around like June, July, they come through and then usually stick around for the playoffs when, you know, everyone wants to, wants to be playing at their best and is really going for that win. Um, and so I love that part because we, we didn't have any except for one, which is Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. And um, he played with us my, my sophomore year in, in college. Uh, but like I said, we, we were always at the top of the leaderboard and the top of the teams. I always made playoffs and always were in that second, third round of playoffs. And I love that because we we're just a a group of, you know, ragtag players that came from here, played at, you know, CC here, um, played at, you know, D1 here, D2 here. And we just came together, played together, played well, played right. And it showed. You know, um, I think that at first I was definitely nervous. Um, <laughs> one of the things he mentioned was, you know, hey, I don't care if we're playing against Nick Young or James Harden. Like, they put their <laughs> pants on just like the rest of us. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But at the same time, that's still James Harden. Yep. So I can see you feel me. <laughs> and so those are players I look up to and, you know, want to you know be on that same playing field with. So I remember the first game I played, um, I was kind of like, oh, and then I snapped out of it real quick because it was fast break and I had to get back on D, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it was it was nice to see that I could run with them. I could play with them. I'm at that, you know, I'm not as good as them, but, I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, you belong on I can the floor. Hang. I belong, you feel me? Um, I remember playing against and guarding Montrez Harrell and let me say, let me say that boy's a <laughs> that boy's a beast. <laughs> that boy's a beast. Um but I gave him some buckets. He gave me some buckets. Uh, and it was fun in that aspect, you know, playing against uh strong talent like that. Um, and I think it, it it helped build confidence for me, especially going back into, you know, coming back uh, to play in our conference, you know, after playing with, against dudes like Montrez and their seven footers and stuff, um, it's almost like, wow, you know, I can do anything, you know, type thing. So it's like, that's where I kind of, I feel like gained the mentality, like I'm going to score through you or over you and you're either going to foul me or I'm going to get this bucket. And even if I miss, I'm going to get this rebound and put it right back up. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
was uh, Trez the hardest guy to to guard in the Drew that you went up against? I I would say, yeah, that I had to guard. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They they weren't putting you on uh, James or Swaggy P, so I mean, but you had to... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fun playing against them, no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, I, I hope you know the day comes soon where we get uh, stuff like that again, Drew League, and mm-hmm. um, get to see just more hoops in in person. Um, yeah, absolutely. So your your senior year, um, man. We had a special group, um, and that's for sure. we 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 weren't supposed to be nice, according to the to the experts. Um, <laughs> you know, we we you know lost the our starting point guard Darian. You know, we went to go play in Romania. He graduated. Um, Mandrell was supposed to come back, but he you know had had to sit out another year, and so that's another mm-hmm. starter down. And it's just like, okay, like, you know, we'll, we'll see what we got. A new point guard um, filling in pieces here and there. But um, when it all just came together, new coach, first-year head coach. Yeah. And, yeah. But when it all just came together, it was just something special. And y'all won a ton of games. Um, but what about that team? You're, you're specifically, this this past year's team was, was special to you. Mm-hmm. So there, there are a lot of parts that are special, but I think the thing that's most special is our camaraderie. I think from one through sixteen, you know, we were all cool with each other, enjoyed spending time with each other, had fun, and you know, because of that, benefited so much on the court. Um, it was wild because you know, although we were very much buddy buddy, like I said, one through sixteen on the court, it's like I'm gonna tear your head off. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that I'm a, I want to go at you every single day to make you the best I can, not only to make you better, but to make myself better as well. Um, That was a a phrase that coach Bond used uh, very often, you know, how are you making the guy next to you better? And in that aspect, you know, we were able to elevate each other um, to, to some pretty, pretty special um, heights. Um, I think my, out of, you know, all the time that we had um, on the team, I think my 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 favorite was after our second loss in a row in Hawaii, and I say that because after dropping that second game, those are those are two conference games, right? Mm-hmm. So we, after having, you know, I think it was five and one uh, preseason, um, yeah, schedule in which we were playing some tough teams, right? These are teams that were all ranked. You know, when it was all said and done and that we're all fighting for that playoff spot um, and we went five and one, you know, in the midst of them um, to open up dropping two to, I don't want to say it like that, but two of the lower teams in our, in our conference, right? Um, it was definitely something that, that shook us, that woke us up. But instead of being something that derailed us, it brought us together. Um, we had an insanely good uh, senior leadership, uh, Jake, Noah, Ben, and myself, as well as even teammates like Terrence, uh, um, Brennan, um, who weren't necessarily seniors, but, you know, we we're all, in a sense, leaders. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you can't say nothing to me because 
I'm selling or I can't say nothing to you because right. you're so-and-so, you know, we were all open-minded in the sense that we're, we know we're just trying to help each other. And so in that sense, you got to be willing to listen to others and not only that, but take what they're saying and, and use it and do it. So after those two losses, we had a team meeting and we brought everyone in the same room together and we just reaffirmed that, Hey guys, like it sucks to lose. No one likes losing. Um, what we got here is still special and we can still do some amazing things. It's going to take some, some changes. It's going to take some hard work um, and some dedication, but you know, at the end of the day, we got to do it together. Um, and, you know, after that, you know, I think it's, it spoke for itself. You know, we went on a, a 20 game win streak and when, you know, you can look at all of that, but the, at, at the root of it, was that conversation, that meeting that we had. And I think that it was just a very special moment to have and um, to kind of jump off and kind of, you know, kickstart such a, Mm -hmm. what ended up being such a special season. Yeah. Like at that point, it could have gone one or two ways. You could have either, no one said anything, just move on, whatever. And we probably don't win 20 games in a row, but you guys get in that room, you address it. Uh, you come together, and you know the the rest is history. And um, my my only the the only sad part is that we didn't get to finish the season. <laughs> uh, that yeah, that uh, absolutely. COVID took that from us. But um, mm-hmm. but man, it, it was such a special group, and um, it, it's something I'll remember forever. I'm sure you will also. Just all the all okay. the times and the experiences okay. there, but um. So you're, you know, all, all that happens, season ends. Um, w- were you expecting to to get drafted in, into the G League? Was that something that's like, okay, like this is a real possibility or is this something that just kind of came up? Were you thinking overseas was the move? I mean, just, just fill me in. How was that process for you? So the process was pretty tough in the sense that I didn't know. Mm. Um, everything was a question mark, even if it was going to happen in the first place. Um, and that's more so because of COVID. Um, conventionally, you know, things would be much clearer because, you know, you'd be doing pre-draft workouts, you'd be meeting teams, you'd be, you know, doing all these things that kind of quickly, you know, illuminate where you are in the field and where the interest lies and whether it is there at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. But because of COVID, none of that was able to happen. There was no summer league. There was no pre-job workout. There was no film recorded work. There wasn't none of that. You know? And so for the most part, all of this was uncharted territory was, oh, we've never done this before, but okay, this is how we're going to do it. Um, this getting postponed, this getting pushed back, um, so on and so forth. And so I, I in, in the middle of that, I really didn't know if I was going to be or, you know, where my next movie is going to be. And it was, it was a common question I got a lot. You know, you think we ended play just about a year ago at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so for all that time, you know, I had to to kind of figure out where I was going to go. But it's it, it's it's harder than it, it, it sounds, you know. Um, but I... I think it was beneficial in the sense that I was able to finish my degree because I had an extra semester to, to to knock out. And I 
I don't think I would have been able to do that if it was on the original timeline, trying to balance school, um, especially being online um, with uh, the demands of a professional athlete. Um, so in that sense, it was definitely a blessing. You know, the timeline ended up working out perfectly, but um, the the Santa Cruz Warriors ended up contacting me two days before the draft. And so draft day rolls around and I'm looking at both the draft list. I'm looking at the teams that contacted me and, you know, my likelihood of getting on. And I was like, it's slim. Mm -hmm. It's it's very slim, but um, God is good. And, you know, I I made it, you know, whether it's by a little or by a lot, you know, it doesn't matter because I'm here, you know, yeah, what what was the, what were the emotions like, and what what were the feelings like when you found out that you got drafted? I was like definitely shocked. I was driving at the time, um, and I was just like, I was like, no way, like what? Like, <laughs> I was yelling at other cars like passing me by, and I was like, no way. And I was just <laughs> they probably just think I'm crazy, but you know, it was just a surreal feeling. Um, uh, very grateful, very grateful, very blessed. Um, I'm just excited, you know, for this next opportunity, this next journey. Um, I'm one to always, you know, think about how I can make the most of the situation and what I can get out of it, how how I can grow. And uh, that's those are all things that came to mind, you know. Um, how am I going to make an impact when I, when I get here? How am I going to improve upon what I already know how to do well? Um, how am I going to show what I did at that level that I can do at this next level, you know? all things that, you know, came to mind that I was, I was quickly um, pivoting to after that first initial shock. It's kind of a resolve of, you know, all right, time to get to work, you know. I, I love how you're, you said your reaction was like excitement and then, okay, what do I got to do? It's like that one, that video of, uh, of, um, of Diddy when he like closes a deal. And he gets all excited, slams the phone. Like, I close the deal. And he's like, all right, what's next? I got to do something. What's next? Like, <laughs> And he's just going crazy yeah. in his office. So it's like, it's that same mentality, though. Um, I, I could definitely relate to that. It's like, all right, what's what's the next move? What's the what, what what's the next step? How do I improve? What do I got to do? And um, definitely admire that um, about you, Selim. Um, you know, as, as we kind of close things off, uh, here, I, I just want to know what what are you most excited about when you're looking at your future and like all the possibilities that it holds. I mean, you got you know professional athlete. You're gonna play in the G League that could lead to overseas. That could lead to NBA. And then on the other hand, you got you got a you got a degree and you can go be a doctor. Or you can go do, you know, a lot of things with that. So what are you most excited about when you look at your at your future? I'm definitely one to like to – I like planning. I like scheduling. But at the same time, I also like um, fully embracing where my two feet are in the sense of, you know, making the most of where I am right now. So with that being said, I'm – I would say I'm most excited about um, engaging with my new teammates, building a new mm-hmm. chemistry, um, learning how to be 
uh, a good player at this new level, um, how to adapt, how to, you know, um, learn all the new coverages, new terminology, um, and things that come with playing at this level. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for that, um, my improvement, uh, the prospect and the, the, the hope, obviously, that, you know, I, I get to play at the highest level of basketball, which is at, at the, the NBA. Um, it's, it's a dream of mine. It's a dream of many others. And it's something you know, I'm going to be working towards every day. So that's what I'm excited for. Awesome. Well, thank you, Selim, for for coming on my show. I thought we had a, we touched on a lot of really awesome things. And uh, once again, thank you so much. Let my listeners know where where they could follow you on social um, if they want to keep up with your journey. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So both I'm both on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Selim dot S E L O M dot N A W U T B E. Um, so you can, you can follow me on those channels. I just want to thank you, Bryce, for having me, um, you know, giving me the ability to, you know, share my story with others. Hopefully they can gain something from it. Um, and, you know, if I can inspire one kid, you know, I've, I've done something right, you know, done something good. So I thank you and I appreciate you, you know, giving me, giving me this opportunity. Absolutely, man. You're always welcome back on the show and thank you for coming on and, and um, sharing some wisdom and best of luck uh, to you with your new team and uh, going to the bubble, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what it holds. Thank you for tuning in to episode 12 of Believe in High School Basketball. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You'll be notified every Tuesday when an episode drops leave a review as well i love feedback i want to know what you guys think of the show you can also get updates on what's next for my show by following me on social at bryce broadcast on twitter and instagram make sure to give Selim a follow as well until next time guys Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.